course, we're going to start with some Snoop today because Snoop is coming to Toledo. This, uh, this show came out of nowhere. When we announce a concert, it's often like next year. Uh, this show, Snoop, the Yin Yang Twins, and Wiz Khalifa, this show will be next month, July 19th. Tickets go on sale Friday, Ticketmaster.com, the Huntington Center box office. Tickets are anywhere between $60 and $200. It's next month, July 19th. It is to celebrate the 30th, right? the 30th anniversary of Doggy Style, which is where I think that song and all Snoop's other hits, because nothing but a G-Thing, I think, was first, and then Snoop did his solo album. And if I'm not mistaken, it's 30 years ago, 93, I was like a freshman at George Washington High School. Um, my best friend at the time, uh, Brian Kasner, his mom would drive us to school every day. And uh, he had, oh, it wasn't a CD back then. I think it might have been a, a cassette. And I can vividly remember the, graf- the graphic graphic on that CD or that album cover. Do you remember? It was like a cartoon, I think with a girl that like a big butt, like some graffiti background, like total 90s stuff. Uh, so Snoop Dogg will be here. Uh, I like Wiz Khalifa. I, no, you know what? I like parts of Wiz. I like, he has one of those voices that is very distinctive and you either like it or don't. So I like some of his verses, but I love black and yellow. I love black and yellow. When that thing, uh, when the Pittsburgh Steelers adopted that, he is a Pittsburgh dude. Um I got down with that song. And the Yin Yang Twins, so we'll get like a nine-minute version of their stuff on Get Low and uh, Wait. That's the Whisper song, right? Because either that or David Banner's Play, which was like the same song. So the last time we had a show like this, the Coolio show doesn't count. The upcoming 90s show with like was Tone Loke, that doesn't count. And DJ Cool... Um, because that's at Promatica. This is at the Huntington Center. I think the last one we had like this, the Janet Jackson show did not happen, if I recall. But it was Lil Wayne in 2014 or 2015. And even back then, I was like, finally, uh, a show that isn't country or some old rock dude who is on one last, last retirement tour. And then they still come back. And if I recall... Not many people went to that show. It was uh, sparsely uh, attended. And that in itself is an answer as to, well, why don't we get more like, why don't we get shows that aren't country or like old rock stuff? Well, there's that. Um, I do think this market could handle certain size acts. That's why uh, the guy out in Waterville is trying to build that that one amphitheater. Um, he believes it. He's from what I've read of what he's put out there. It seems like he has done research. He's not just put it there because it's an empty space. He thinks he can draw acts um, and make some money out of it. Now that doesn't mean the tickets will be uh, reasonably priced. You might not be able to afford them, but they'll be here. That the answer is almost always ninety nine times out of a hundred. If you're looking for an answer, it's the answer is money, economics. Um. No big pop acts are going to come here because they're probably in Detroit. Even if they're not at Little Caesars or Ford Field, there are plenty of venues up there. Uh, the two theaters, like it's not the state, it's not the state theater anymore. I forget what that venue is. But they're right next to each other. It and the Fox Theater, uh, so like the Majestic. There's plenty of smaller places for current, pretty popular pop acts to go to. It would have to be. 
really hitting a tiny bullseye to get the right pop act. And when I say pop, uh, I mean like across genres, whether it was like a, like a dance artist, a DJ producer, hip hop, R&B, like a, like a Steve Lacey type, anybody that, that is part of pop culture and not super, super old or super, super country, which is what we get the most of because the shows do really, really well here. Again, those won't stop coming until people stop paying tickets to go see those acts. But I think we could hit it would it would be a really tiny bullseye, and I think there is there are some acts out there that we could get, and maybe those are the one that um it was Hunter Brooks has in mind for the Waterville Amphitheater. So are you excited? Um, we're a last minute town here. There's always when something goes on sale, you know, the excited people buy it. They don't want to have their FOMO, I guess. But for the most part, we're a walk up the night of kind of town. I wonder how. That will apply to this. I think tickets will sell pretty well um, related to how ticket on sales usually go. Uh, Pitbull, I don't know if ticket sales are good or bad. I think you can get ticket uh, tickets for Pitbull half off. You have to check or like buy one, get one. Uh, at sweetdeals.com slash Toledo, or you can go to q1055.com. Those Pitbull tickets might still be there. You can save some money. I could be totally wrong. Uh, This show could sell 1,300 tickets on the first day, and then everybody will show up day up for the show, as we do in true Toledo fashion. Next up, um, by now you you know that... uh, Sylvania and was it Funston? Some spot in North Toledo has a misspelled Sylvania street sign. What troubles me about this is I saw somebody post this on the Toledo Reddit page no more than two weeks ago. No farther off than two weeks ago, no less than 10 days. I didn't give it much thought. Um, I didn't see a lot of comments. I just figured somebody had made up a graphic. It was it was an AI tricker. No, I didn't think that. Maybe somebody photoshopped. What, what a big deal to me. Well, apparently it was a deal. It was actually real. What What troubled me was not that it got put up, because look, there are plenty of times where you don't know the situation of the person putting that putting that sign up. Maybe they are on their last strike at work, and the boss says, "You do what I say. I say put the sign up. You put the sign up." And that person was like, "They said put the sign up, but it says Slavania." I said put the sign up. So we don't know what what that person's situation is, and we have all mindlessly done our jobs before, so I could see. Or maybe this person wanted the city to be humorously viral or kind of ashamed or the the butt of more internet jokes. I, I don't know. What bugs me is it took so long, even outside of the Reddit post a couple of weeks ago, for this to become a news story, which it was finally yesterday by uh, Nancy Ganyet. I think I pronounced her last name correctly. Nancy, G-A-G-N-E-T. Uh, she does a lot of politics stuff, covers a lot of politics, city council, mayor stuff for The Blade. She's the one that wrote the story. I can't believe this thing has been lingering up there for however long. I don't think it's an old story. I don't think this is from like 2016 and we had done this story before. So it, it bugged me. And, and you're right. It's not pressing news. In fact, it can make us look kind of foolish. It's not anything to do with violence. It's not a, a big thing landing here. It's not a bitwise story about them uh, going bankrupt and firing CEOs. But it's something. It's something. And I can't believe that it was off the news's radar for such a long time. And maybe that is more reflective of what Jaden and I talked about. 
we're losing good reporters and good journalists. So stories, things that should be stories are getting by. And that's not good. That to me was the biggest problem with this. Uh, The Italian Bowl, another story in the Blade today. Apparently 9,000 tickets have been sold of the 25,000. I don't know a single person that has one bought a ticket or has a ticket. No one has asked me about it at all. Um, I don't know. I think that's where bad than good. They might know that the the night market that day is at the Glass Bowl, but they might not know why it's there. Um, I I think it's a pretty neat event. I think it's a pretty neat idea. I think this is the first time the Italian Bowl, which is the American Football Championship of the Italian American Football League. It's not soccer. I think it's the first time it's been outside of Italy or international. So it's a cool thing to have here. There's already a pop-up Italian Bowl juke mode store downtown somewhere. The night market will be there. It's the fireworks day. The Jared Anderson fight is happening that day. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about that either. I get it. Maybe people just swung from walleye playoffs and out of school and, you know, into vacation and summer mode real fast. And you're overlooking what I think will be a pretty exciting and very busy, explosive, thunderous day here between the Italian Bowl and the Jared Anderson fight and fireworks. Um, 9,000 of the 25... 9,000 of the 25,000 tickets for the Glass Bowl have been sold. My favorite part of this is something that I just read about today that I did not previously know about. There will be a punt, pass, and kick competition. This is a pretty common thing for, for kids. The NFL holds these. It is exactly what it is. Um, the contestants, the competitors, so you can punt the farthest or best, so you can throw the punt, pass, kick, so you can throw the ball the farthest, and then you know who's the best kicking field goals. Punt, pass, and kick. There will be a competition amongst area mayors from all over Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan. All I can ask is that Wade wears some athletic attire. I I appreciate his diligence, his devotion to constantly being dressed up and in a suit. Even on hot days, he is still dressed nicely for parades and whatnot. He is sweating. But Wade, let's get you some athletic gear to uh, hopefully win the punt, pass, and kick competition. I'm disappointed if he's listening right now. Um, Jason Kuchma, our fantastic director, director of our Toledo-Lucas County Public Library System, I saw something posted by Tim McMahon, who is a fantastic content creator with uh, with Buckeye, B-C-A-N. Tim shared this. The Toledo Comic and Arts Festival is happening November 4th at the main library. I'm going to be a part of the Creator Fair. The deadline for applications next month. Um, I saw the graphic. It's uh, the, the Toll Calf, T-O-L-C-A-F, Toledo Comic Arts Festival. There's a Wonder Woman on here. There's some robots, all comic book looking characters, a dragon. I looked it up. It's November 4th. Uh, Jim Beard, who is a pretty popular comic book writer and creator. He's good friends with Fred over at WSPD. Uh, like Jim Beard knows his stuff. He he has his name on big time comic books and characters. Jim will be there and a bunch of other things. I am very excited for that. So shame on Jason for not telling me about that. Can I Can I host it or anything like that? Um, a couple other leftover things. We have another roundabout coming to Sylvania, Slyvania, and Kilburn. June 
fifth or sixth. That section will be closed for 45 days to build that roundabout. A new Michigan cell phone law is going into effect on June 30th. There's already some texting and driving, but now this will be if you have your phone in your hand doing anything. Um, you're kind of familiar with these things. First time, it might even be a warning, then a small fine, and then it gradually gets larger and larger. And I, I read a good way of putting this. I've always said, we have distracted driving laws on the books. You know, these should cover these. And the word that was used in the story was, this is a modernization of not even distracted driving, but, but texting and driving. How about FaceTime and driving? Yes, this falls under that. Traffic patterns, Glendale to Detroit on the trail. Going to flip back to the other side again as that project nears a close. Good luck to Savannah Isaac, who is a big-time female wrestler at Whitmer. Um, She has some big-time titles, but because of where her age will be next month, she only gets to defend one of them. Good for her. Jerry Easter Jr., um, maybe the biggest, best star basketball recruit in Toledo history. Um, at least as far as the boys, I don't know if he's up there with what Zia Cook was a couple of years ago, but this dude is a big time recruit. So much so that he is, uh, he's, he le- he's living as a Toledo Christian and he's going to a basketball centric school in Indiana. So not far away. And he said, you know, he wants to come home and visit family. So he's still got Toledo in his heart. A lot like Jared Anderson, but playing there is not going to get him on the radar that will get him into a big college or perhaps by the time he is ready to graduate high school to be drafted into the NBA in the first round for a good situation and become an NBA star or an NBA starter or at least sit on the NBA bench. You make good money doing that. Um, So he's headed to a school in Indiana. A couple other non-Toledo things. I watched The Idol. Uh, the weekend, he's got his son creeping with Metro Boomin, who, by the way, in the Spider-Verse movie, so far as I can tell, Metro Boomin created the soundtrack, and there is no sunflower-sized hit like there was in Into the Spider-Verse with Post Malone and Sway Lee. Some good songs, very down-temple, very subtle, withdrawn, good tracks, but no hit like Sunflower that I can tell. The weekend has creeping with Metro Boomin. Well, he is... Um, courting Johnny Depp's daughter in this in this show where she is a, a she's a she's a pop star about to go supernova with her next single coming out she doesn't like the single practicing her choreography it's super sexual um, somebody called the first episode uh, it, it, there's a frosting it's a it's a frosty first episode if you watch it you'll see what that is all about as her team tries to avert a gigantic internet scandal he is a CD club owner. He has a rat tail. <laughs> um, he is he is creepy. He is creepy in this. And I don't know if he's just, this is a larger than life version of who he regularly is. And if you listen to his songs, you know what he's been up to. That's why I was always like, Selena Gomez, what are you doing? You just left Justin Bieber and all that, that trauma. And now you're going to go to uh, table? Listen to the songs, girl. Um, I don't know if this is some version of him, but it is, it is creepy. Um, cringy, as you might say, he is practicing how to say hello while he's in her house as she gets ready. And they're all very discomforting. Um, I think any reasonable person being courted would be like, stop that. It's disgusting. Just be yourself. As he like changes the tone in his voice. Hello, angel. 
Hello, Angel. Hello, Angel. See how this guy, see how awkward that is for you and me? Um, looks like Pizza Hut, a singular one in New York City for carryout only. So if you want to head there and pick it up for me, I'll take it. They're doing a pickle pizza, pickle topping pizza. There's some ranch on there. I think some Nashville hot chicken. I'll do the pickles. I'll even do the chicken. Um, I hope this goes beyond that. I know some restaurants do offer pickles as a topping. I don't participate in the pineapples on pizza discussion anymore. It has gotten too mundane for me. Like it's just it's beneath me now. Similar to um, is a hot dog a sandwich? Like I got burned out real fast on that one. I'm burned out on pineapple and pizza. You can have that talk. I think it was Big Slice on Bancroft that I've ordered from a, a good handful of times. They had a pickle bread. I got it. It was really good. I checked the menus today. Their online menu, DoorDash and Slice. I didn't see it anymore. So, pickles on pizza. Two last things. Um, You have come across the sped up versions of songs, like songs that you know on TikTok. Uh, Some Nelly Furtado songs, the Miguel song. Uh, I heard Santana, Santana, Maria, Maria which is one of my very favorite songs. It was one of those ones that was a hit, but not so much a hit where you never want to hear it again. And only like 90 seconds of it played. Having been a DJ, not like radio host, for a long period of my life, I as a DJ to mix songs, to blend them, to get them to overlap one another, you had to um, play with the pitch control. Basically speed it up, slow it down. What people are doing with these TikTok songs is speeding them up, like, three, six, eight, 12 percent. And on um, DJ gear, you could speed them up without losing what the, the pitch of the voice so it wouldn't sound like a chipmunk. But TikTok creators finding, for lack of a better way to put it, the pitch control on songs is just amusing to me because it's been a part of my life since I was like 18 years old. It's like... Uh, if I gave my dog a toy and then all this, they were excited for the toy. Then all of a sudden they discovered there's peanut butter in the toy. Or if you're, if you're with a toddler and an infant, like Bethany's kid, Maddie, um, you give her a toy and then she finds out it squeaks. I like this song and now I can pitch it up. A prediction for Transformers and you can buzz out here if you want. Uh, Stephen Capel Jr. is the, is the, the producer of this one, not Michael Bay. I guess Michael Bay just... You know, we'll answer some questions as a, as a guiding hand for this. I think, I expect, it will be, it will have a low floor, sorry, a high floor, but a low ceiling. I don't think there will be any chances taken. I think the dude is just going to go straight ahead and do a Transformers movie and put in a bunch of fan service and try to make a good movie. I don't think, to put in even more sports terms, I don't think he's going to try to hit a home run. I think he's going to try to get on base with a, with a solid single up the middle or maybe try to line a double into right field as opposed to the big, loud, bombastic home runs that Michael Bay tried to hit. Um, I don't know how much Michael Bay knew about Transformers before he started making those movies, five of them. But first and foremost for Michael Bay movies, why, look back at them. He wants to blow things up. He could do the Super Mario movie. He could do the Barbie movie. And first and foremost, he wants to make it larger than life and explosive. Like more explosive than um, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer movie with the nuclear bomb that's coming out. Like that's Michael Bay. And if he can you know, tell a reasonably decent story and make a good movie otherwise... 
that's like eighth or ninth on the list. That's why those movies weren't that great. But I, I respected them. I'm like, somebody decided to put something from my childhood that is so close to every part of my being and my essence. You've seen my collection. Somebody decided to throw that on the big screen. And yes, um, when the the fights happened, it was like piles, moving piles of metal and really hard to tell what was happening. But I still appreciated that somebody put it up there for me. Um, I don't think Stephen Capel will be going for the Bay Bombast. I think, like I said, he will just go for safe, make a good movie, and we'll go from there. I appreciate you being a part of today's podcast.